Hi, my name is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast of the New Testament. I'll be using as the text the King James Version, along with the Joseph Smith Translation. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll also be using quotes from general authorities of the Church, the Apostles and Prophets, and BYU professors and others, and uh, every word out of the Scriptures themselves. So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. Hi there, welcome back. This will be for Acts chapter 25. The heading reads, Paul before Festus appeals unto Caesar, Agrippa desires to hear Paul. Now when Festus was come into the province, after three days he ascended from Caesarea to Jerusalem. Then the high priest and the chief of the, of the Jews informed him against Paul and besought him, and desired favor against him that he would send for him to Jerusalem, laying wait in the way to kill him. But Festus answered that Paul should be kept at Caesarea, and that he himself would depart shortly th- thither. I wonder if those guys, those forty guys that had promised to, uh, to kill Paul are still fasting. Hmm. Clearly, it is the design of deity to use Paul's imprisonment as the means of taking the testimony of Jesus to the great and the mighty of the world. The gospel is for the poor and for the privileged. It is to be proclaimed by the weak and the simple unto the ends of the earth and before kings and rulers. What matters is that Augustus sits amid Roman might and splendor with the power of life and death over millions of people, yet his hope, if any, of peace here and eternal life hereafter is in the hands of the prisoner of Christ, who, though in bonds, has eternal power from on high. How better could the witness of the truth be borne to Felix, Festus, Agrippa, and Augustus, with all their court retinues forced to give ear? And that was by Elder McConkie. Verse 5, Let them therefore sent, said he, which among you are able to go down with me, and accuse this man, if there be any wickedness in him. And when he had tarried among them more than ten days, he went down unto Caesarea, and the next day, sitting on the judgment seat, commanded Paul to be brought. And when he was come, the Jews which came down from Jerusalem stood round about, and laid many and grievous complaints against Paul, which they could not prove. While he answered for himself, neither against the law of the Jews, Neither against the temple nor yet against Caesar have I offended anything at all. But Festus, willing to do the Jews a pleasure, answered Paul and said, Wilt thou go up to Jerusalem and there be judged of these things before me? Then said Paul, I stand at Caesar's judgment seat where I ought to be judged. To the Jews have I done no wrong, as thou very well knowest. For if I be an offender or have committed anything worthy of death, I refuse not to die. But if there be none of these things whereof thou accuse me, no man may deliver me unto them, I appeal unto Caesar." Elder McConkie said, falsely in prison, with no specific or sustained charge against him, Paul declines to go willingly back to Jerusalem, back to stand in jeopardy before the fanatical mob which had caused the crucifixion of of his Lord. Instead, Roman citizen that he was, he appeals unto Caesar, and Caesar's procurator decrees that unto Caesar shall Christ's apostle bow. But why? Why all this imprisonment? Why these repeated mock-like trials before one ruler after another, all to no avail as far as freeing the innocent Paul is concerned? Why does the Lord not send an angel to deliver his apostle as he did when Peter was imprisoned by Herod? Clearly, it is the design of deity to use Paul's imprisonment as the means of taking the testimony of Jesus to the great and the mighty of the world. The gospel is for the poor and for the privileged. It is, for the, it is to be proclaimed by the weak and simple unto the ends of the earth and before kings and rulers. 
Verse 12, Then Festus, when he had conferred with the council, answered, Hast thou appealed unto Caesar? Unto Caesar shalt thou go. Paul's firm decision to invoke his right as a Roman citizen was probably an, an unpleasant one to Festus. It was embarrassing enough for a procurator even to have his decisions appealed to Caesar, but to have his first administrative decision thus appealed was to, pre was to prejudice the imperial government against him. But after conferring with the council, composed of administrative legal advisors, Festus decided that Paul's appeal was a valid one. He turned to the apostle and said, Hast thou appealed unto Caesar? Unto Caesar shalt thou go. That was by Sidney Sperry. Verse 13, And after certain days, King Agrippa and Bernice came unto Caesarea to salute Festus. And when they had been there many days, Festus declared Paul's cause unto the king, saying, There is a certain man left in bonds by Felix, about whom, when I was at Jerusalem, the chief priests and the elders of the Jews informed me, desiring to have judgment against him. To whom I answered, It is not the manner of the Romans to deliver any man to die before that he is, which is accused, have the accusers face to face, and have license to answer for himself, concerning the crime laid against him. Therefore, when they were come hither, without any delay on the day following, I sat at the judgment seat and commanded the man to be brought forth, against whom, when the, the accusers stood up, they brought none accusation of such things as I supposed, but had certain questions against him of their own superstition or religion, and one of Jesus, which was dead, whom Paul, can, Paul affirmed to be alive. And, I, and because I doubted of such manner of questions, in other words, was perplexed concerning this inquiry or dispute, I asked him whether he would go to Jerusalem and there be judged of these matters. But when Paul had appealed to be reserved unto the hearing of Augustus, I commanded him to be kept till I might send him to Caesar. Then Agrippa said unto Festus, I would also hear the man myself. Tomorrow, said he, thou shalt hear him. And on the morrow when Agrippa had come, or was come in Bernice with great pomp, and was entered into the place of hearing with the chief captains and principal men of the city, and at Festus's command, Paul was brought forth. And Festus said, King Agrippa and all men which are here present with us, ye see this man about whom all the multitude of the Jews have dealt with me, both at Jerusalem and also here, crying that he ought to, not to live any longer. But when I found that he had, commanded, had committed nothing worthy of death, and that he himself hath appealed unto Augustus, I have determined to send him. It's important to note that Festus, as procurator, held the same position as Pontius Pilate. And just as Pontius Pilate had exclaimed to the Jews of Christ, Ye have brought this man unto me as one that perverteth the people, and behold, I have examined him before you, have found no fault in this man, touching those things whereof ye accuse him. Festus also testified that Paul was innocent of perverting the people. I found that he has committed nothing worthy of death. That was by Taylor Halverson. Augustus was not the emperor at the time spoken of, and of course Festus knew that. The time is about 60 AD, and the emperor was Nero. But it seems that the reign and reputation of Augustus was so incredible that his very name became synonymous with the exalted office of emperor. Now Paul was in Rome under the house arrest, awaiting the outcome of his, of, of his appeal unto Caesar. Nero was that Caesar. He had ruled since AD 54 and would commit suicide in 68, about six years later. Hence would precede him in martyr's death by a year or two. In other words, uh, Nero is going to die, or let's see, Paul would precede him, so Paul's going to die a little bit ahead of Nero, about a year or two. That was by Rodney Turner. Verse 26, Of whom I have no certain thing to write unto my Lord, wherefore I have brought him forth before you, and specially before thee, O King Agrippa, that after examination had, I might, be, I might have somewhat to write. 
For it seemeth to me unreasonable to send a prisoner and not withal to signify the crimes laid against him. Festus had to have a valid reason to send Paul to Rome for trial. He was not guilty of violating any Roman laws. And so that's the end of the chapter, and we will see you next time. Bye.